to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things, such as, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's perfect timing. Hello, Mum. Hello. 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 A couple of tarts for you. A couple of tarts for a couple of tarts. Thank you, Mum. Thank you, Sally. Thank you very much. Well... That's a good intro, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, we talk about a variety of things, such as tarts, gaming, movies, tech news, and our topic of the week, nostalgia. I'm Jack, and today, Ed is in Scotland fighting off the Picts. Um, I'm joined by two equally slackerific guys I've known for a very long time. Introducing Phil. Hello. And Morgan. Hi. Um, welcome, slackers. So, uh, I guess, tell us a bit about yourselves. Phil, start off. Who are you? What the fuck do you do? Oh, well, I am Phil. And uh, basically, I work in civil engineering um, as of a few months ago, so it's a fairly recent job. Um, Slackerific-wise, I suppose I game quite a lot, playing League and WoW. Um, not really much else to tell you on that respect, I've just got back from holiday. Um, it's very tanned, uh, as you can well see. I'm actually not that tanned for the listeners that cannot see us. God, yeah, like, compared to my Irishness, really, really, really tanned. I'm like a ghost in comparison. Well, I can't say that I'm much better, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, thank you, Phil. No worries. Morgan, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Morgan. Um, I also go by Morgan Box occasionally. Um, I'm a amateur graphic designer, pretending to be better. <laughs> um, I am freelancing, so I'm kind of slacking to the max, um, pretending to do a lot of work and developing myself further outside of that. Pretty much in the same boat as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Phil and Morgan, um, and we've actually got a beer of the week uh, this this week, and it is called tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a traditional English ale. So here you go, boys. Um, All right. There you go. So usually, I'll, whilst you open yours, I'll read it. So, Hogsback Brewery, a full-bodied bitter tea is brewed in small batches using finest <laughs> English malt, carefully balanced with Fuggles hops. Gentle fermentation leaves Fuggles some of hops. yeah <laughs> Fuggles hops. Weird one that. Gentle fermentation leaves some of the natural malt sugars to deliver a subtle hint of sweetness for a satisfying flavour and a long finish. Um, so this is a 4.2%. It's about 2.1 units, and it's by Hogsback Brewery. This is local, guys. <coughs> so this is um, a Surrey ale. Um, it's my doctor's favourite, so it's called traditional English ale, hence tea. Sorry, eh? So we're having a... What? Sorry, eh? Sorry, eh? God. did sound like that. Pour... Fuck. I never was a good pourer. Don't get too much head now. Ah, well, can't promise that. Well, no, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, you bastard. There we go. Oh, I love it. So, we have a beer scale out of five. I used to read through it, but it's boring. Five is like, beer is amazing, beer is God. Um, four is a firm favourite, three's it's alright. Two is vaguely, one is, no, this is shit. Now, Morgan tends to drink cider. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. So this might be the first one we have on the show. Can compare, perm. Smells like ale. Smells like <laughs> ale. All right, guys. Cheers and good luck. Cheers. <laughs> Clinky. 
That is weirdly sweet. It is a little bit. A little bit sweet. It's really smooth. Mm. Wow, okay. Could this be different. the first hill that Morgan gets into. Maybe. This is uh, this is also local as well. Surrey. <laughs> oh, Surrey! Um, do you know what? I'm going in for another... So usually this is what happens. A lot of our listeners know this, that we start off and we have a sip. And then later on in the day... Uh, day? Fucking, if it took a day, that'd be bad. Later on in the podcast, we go back to it and we say, actually, do you know what? This was great at first. Now it sucks, dick. So we just write it off. Anyway, out of five, if you had to give it an initial. I mean, like... Mm. Mm. I like that. I can see why my doctor likes it, because he's very fussy about ales. I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give this a slackerific 3.5, actually, and I reckon that could go up to a 4. For I mean, me. I mean, I was expecting, like, a, a beer is turd. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's a kind of a solid 3, really. That's Enjoyable, good. nothing special, it's not cider, but, yeah. It's alright, it doesn't kill you. No. No headaches I, yet. I think for me, as ales go, I'm happy to give this one a 4. You're happy to give this one a four? I'm happy to give this one a four. Damn! I mean, there are lots of ales out there, ones that are very hoppy, that don't tend to pique my interest as much. But mm. this one, very smooth and very nice. As you know, Jack, my, some of my favourites are along the Badger Brewery side. Yeah, Feisty this, Ferret. This is... Uh, Thirsty this, Ferret. Thirsty Ferret, yeah. Feisty would be quite... Yeah, <laughs> 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 bites you. Um, no, but this, yeah, it's very smooth and I very, very much like it. The weird thing is, it's it's basically, it says it's a bitter, a full-bodied bitter at that, and it's weirdly sweet. So, yeah, so we got a four, a three, and a three. The, and the, there's changed. an asterisk by my three, though, because yeah. I, I can never finish <laughs> an ale, so if I finish this, it's a good, solid, like, okay. If you can't, though, it's fair enough, because this is a, you're not really an ale drinker by no. normality, so that's fair enough. I'm sure Jack and I will finish it for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like your tarts, boys? Uh, we're also going to talk about our weeks. So... <laughs> So we always talk about um, Ooh, our lives. Oh, you tart. You soppy tart. You're dead so sexy. Guess, you're dead sexy. Um, so my week. I guess I'll start with my week since you're nomming on tart. And I'll, <laughs> I'll wait till you guys speak too. So I had a, it was my birthday weekend a few um, weekends back. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And it's amazing. So... I smoked a cigar whilst watching Vikings on the Saturday the day before. Oh, lovely. And got pissed. And mum wasn't here either, which was interesting. So hence why this place doesn't smell of, you know, usually, so we have a rule at home, you don't really smoke anywhere near, but because this is a wooden shed, I thought, fuck it, I will smoke the cigar in the shed. And I've spent the last week and a half trying to fumigate it because it stank <laughs> this place out. So the studio literally smelled like... It smells like an old man's stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an old man's study. Is an old man's study, yes. Or Bigfoot's dick, as Morgan so <laughs> rightfully says. Um... But for my birthday, it was great. So I went out, um, went out to Morgan's uh, after going to church, doing all the classic me things. And then uh, Morgan did a roast dinner for me, and also his girlfriend. It was his, it was her first roast dinner she ever made, mm. and she also made me Victoria sponge, <clears throat> which that was that really shocked me because I can't remember telling her that was my favourite. But she said oh, she remembers that that was my favourite, and that was really really mm. nice. Mm. So. Fantastic, and um, I've, I've already posted it on the Discord, but um, for a birthday present, um, so Morgan gave me this amazing, like, chalk-drawn um, thing which says, Jack Smythe Professional Slacker. Oh, it's I not chalk. It. Chalk? Not chalk? Oh, it's paint Sorry. pen. It's paint pen? 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I have no idea how that was actually properly made, so I'm completely out of the loop. Yeah, I was shitting myself, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I shook this pen. You have to shake it like you're... Um, Tossing it off. Yeah, for lack of a better description. <laughs> and, uh, and when you apply it, it's not always like as uh, prominent as you want it to be. So I actually had to go over it twice, and going over something twice in a, a calligraphic way God, is that's like... scary. Yeah. Especially <laughs> as I had one sheet of paper. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was, that was your first and only go? Yeah. That's sublime though, that looks wicked. I've got to say that my handwriting would probably not be great for that one. But it's done very well. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, usually I write in like squiggles, but... <laughs> When trying, you'll like, see. When a doctor tells you your handwriting's like chicken scratching on paper, that's when I decided to quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Morgan made this amazing thing, and uh, Phil just surprised me with a cigar, so I'll be smoking that later. Probably not in the shed, though. <laughs> I might go down to the lake for that one. Um, but yeah, so I had a really, really nice uh, birthday, and I, I watched NFL. Um, I managed to book off all my holidays finally, so I'm going to Prague in October on a stag do, which is God knows what that's going to be like. Um, be heavy. It's going to be heavy in a different country, so that will be interesting. And then uh, I booked off most of December, so I'm going to like a pagan metal festival thing. Bloody hell. <laughs> with Tom Scott and Tom Brown, two of my other mates, two Toms, two Toms at a pagan festival, that sounds like a book. Burn him on the pyre! Burn him on the pyre! So I'm literally, I remember the first time Tom Scott took me to a pagan metal thing. It was like, welcome to hell, you Christian bastard! And like, pushed me right in, so this will be also interesting. But yeah, that's, I guess you could say that's my week. I've booked off time, I've had a great birthday. Excellent. Who wants to go first, boys? Well, usually we do this with like just two of us, so... Phil, how's your mind. week been? Well, my week's been a bit hectic. After I say hectic, as slackers go, I've been on holiday. Yes. Um, so I went to Mallorca on the east side of the island, and um, we went to this nice complex like hotel thing. Uh, we tried to coincide it with uh, all the kids going back to school, so we managed to get out there after all that. And it's been absolutely wonderful. I mean, the first night day that we got there it was a bit stormy, and there was a bit of a thunderstorm, which was pretty cool. Like the amount of rain that came down just in one big hit it was just incredible. Was it warm rain? I love it was. warm rain. Yeah. <gasps> oh. So we were, we were walking down to the beach. So you've got to go over this quite long walk, and it goes down like this zigzag of um, stairs down this cliff face, and then you get down to this long walkway that's literally just rocks and you've just got like a small rock wall stopping you from going over the edge. So we got down there and that's when it started to rain <laughs> and then we started to get back up. It started getting harder and harder and harder it. until eventually we got just outside our place and it was hammering down. We got absolutely drenched within the last two seconds of getting back. <laughs> it's ridiculous, you couldn't have timed it at the worst time but it was still really cool. Um, so yeah, we spent a lot of time there. As I said, I've got a bit of a tan, not much. I had to hide in it, hide in the uh, shade for quite a lot because I'm a fair-skinned asshole, just like you. <laughs> no matter how much sun cream I applied, I still managed to burn my belly. Ah. Um, it was only a, only a slight, a slight burn, no. Um, and we also managed to miss our flight home. Yes, I saw that in the show notes. <laughs> I, I literally found that out yesterday in the message. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so, how the hell did you miss it? <laughs> it was quite a long day. Um, we started off obviously breakfast in the morning, get up for your, we were half bored so we, we had free breakfast, we loaded up. Uh, went down to the pool, um, just sunbathed for a little bit but they also had activities going on. Um, so we played a game of darts uh, with like all the other people and uh, Daisy asked me how, how good are you as we 
started doing this thing, I was like, I'm, I'm not that great. So I go and throw a two. <laughs> Everyone else is starting to get like 30s, up to 90. And I was like, well, that's me out. And so apparently you get a second go. I was like, oh, okay, great. I'll get a chance to redeem myself. I managed for 102 this time. Nice. Um, I won myself a pina colada. <laughs> as you do. Um, everyone was a bit bemused. And uh, we also found this other English guy as well. Like this English black dude who was really quite a cool, cool guy. And um, during the second game, he was like, right, he, he failed first first time. It was knockouts. It's like, you've got to hold it up for England because there was literally like no English there. It was like all German, Spanish, <laughs> and the odd French person. Um, and I got knocked out straight away by a girl who looked like she didn't even care. <laughs> so um, anyway, after that, I had a massage at five. Very unlike me, I don't tend to get that sort of thing, but I was well. like, fuck it, I'm away. <laughs> um, and then we went to this nice Spanish restaurant that you had to book. So, and then I thought, oh, actually, I even forgot about the photo shoot that we did. So this random guy come up to us asking whether we want to do a photo shoot. Ich liebe die photo shoot. <laughs> so he took us around like different locations doing photos. Anyway, we come back to uh, about nine o'clock to this place to like sort out all the photos and try to charge uh, 340 euros for that. <laughs> Jog on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't really even bothered that much about it. There were some really nice photos and Daisy did quite want some. So we managed to knock him down. Um, to about 100 euros for them, for about 25 of them, like the nicest ones. You don't really give a shit about the crappy ones, do you? Um, <coughs> anyway, that took another 45 minutes. So then we went off to the entertainment, and by the time the entertainment finished, was about 11:30 at night. Um, so what time were the flights? Yeah, uh, the flight was seven, uh, 10 past seven in the morning. Okay. So <laughs> it was an hour taxi ride to the airport. So mm. we booked the taxi for uh, was it 10 past three? Right. So we thought, there's no point going to sleep now. It's, we're going to be up in like three hours. It's no point. Oh. <laughs> big, big. Pina colada! Um, so we didn't set any alarms or anything like that. I tried to stay awake, and lo and behold, I fell asleep. <laughs> Daisy tried her best to stay awake whilst I was asleep, but also inevitably failed. Um, I then woke up at five o'clock, looked at my phone, and I was like, well, we fucking missed the flight. <laughs> So the next thing I had to do was literally instantly go on my phone, book another flight, managed to get one luckily for the same uh, afternoon at ten past four, and yeah, we eventually made it home, Damn. having not missed that flight. So you won a pina colada, got a n nice massage, mm -hmm. nearly got swindled, and you missed your flight because you were too tired. That, and I also got stung by jellyfish a couple of times as well. You got stung by a jellyfish? Yep. Oh, they give me the heebies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know of anyone who's ever been stung by jellyfish. Really. Now I know. I know that you're a jellyfleep. Yeah. And like, <laughs> honestly, we went to the beach. I was like, ah, oh, it's a really nice beach. So I swung around. And He's so lanky at work too. <laughs> all of a sudden I got stung on my middle finger. I was like, what the fuck was that? And I looked next to me. It's a little jellyfish about two inches wide. I got me. And Daisy said that she got stung by one previously, but didn't want to tell me and scare me out the water. You got stung by something two inches wide? Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just a little prick. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, I've been stung on my little finger, on my shin, and on the way in the last, uh, the pre second to last day, I was carrying Daisy in on my shoulders from the sea because it was all clear, like the tide had gone out, so no, there was no jellyfish you can see in any at all. But on the way in, we managed to get stung whilst I had her on my back. So her legs were around me, her arms were around me, 
So she got stung all down her left leg, on her right arm, and slightly on the left arm as well. And I just got a big one right underneath my um, left pectoral, which is not really a peck, it's very small. Like, <laughs> less than an A cup, honestly. Um, yeah, but I mean, I can't, I can't say much about, the, we had a fantastic time there. I mean, I seem to have focused on the bad bits, but the great bit, it was really, really good. We just sat in the pool, playing catch, laying in the sun, drinking loads. Nice. Watching lots of entertainment, and there was a specific dance that we're now trying to remember and learn, because it was really good. But yeah, back to work now, and um, very depressed. <laughs> well, I, I saw you were, um, there was pictures of you reading books, which is... <laughs> Which is a bit unlike you, actually. You read books? He's a literate? He can read? <laughs> yeah, so um, Daisy was getting a little bit annoyed with the amount I was reading, actually. I took like four books out with me. <laughs> this is the man that hasn't read a book since school. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. It's, it, I'll come back to that, that um, the series in, in the nostalgia bit, but yeah, it was, um, it's a really good series that I, I used to love when I was um, growing up as a teenager. Um, and I hadn't read it in absolutely ages, so I've, I've forgotten most of it, so I may as well re-go through it. And I tend to read when I travel. It's something so do I. It's like on the plane when you don't really want to just listen to music, get a bit bored, have a little bit, bit of a read, but I also got hooked on the flight over. <laughs> so I kept reading, like, whilst Daisy was getting ready, I'd be reading. Notice me, Senpai! I was reading, and um, yeah, I managed to get through about two and a half of those books whilst I was out there. <laughs> and yeah. I'm still reading more now I'm back. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah. I still need to start the book that Morgan gave me. You need to read it, you... Leave me alone! It's like a bitch. <laughs> it's art, it's art, you, you made it, you made the art. Just read the fucking book. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think four words is enough reading for Jack, for, for now. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> oh, and... You were there a dick. And as Jack has probably forgotten the name of the book again, <laughs> it is... In the name, name of the wind. The name of the wind. Ha <laughs> ha! I was close. <laughs> but, anyway. How's your week, Morgan? My week has been great, actually. <laughs> I've been playing loads of video games. Good. Love the video games. <laughs> um, made the roast. I kind of watched, actually. It was mainly Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy. Gaming. Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and providing entertainment, actually. Yes, you are. Um, playing a few older games, which is part of the nostalgia section. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also signed up and managed to get through to a professional development graphic course. Woo! Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, Fuck yeah! I can actually look like I'm a proper graphic designer instead of like... Uh, Someone hands me a brief and I go, oh, I'll have to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> now that's like... I don't know. I can make it look pretty, but uh, useful? Uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Welcome to CG. You'll fit right in. This yeah. button is not supposed to take me to Pornhub, Morgan. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's so great being surrounded by creatives again. Yeah. Like, I didn't go to uni. But um, during college, I loved the people around me, apart from the tutor, who was a dick. Um, but all the people around me, like, we'd all sit around at lunchtime, we'd all open our books, we'd, like, continue drawings that other people had started and create really random things, like 
Robot Chicken Hitler was <laughs> one of the hits. Um, but just being surrounded by all the people, um, learning how to create ideas through using things like words as a graphic designer, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> it was really good fun. I've been given homework, which I avoided for most of my life, but I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to knuckle down for it this time, which I have been. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to going back next Thursday. It's like one day a week, so... Oh, wait. so you've already started? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. On the way, uh, my friend's on the course, and I managed to finally break out my cruiser board, and from his um, flat to the college is like all flat ground. Oh, lovely. Like where I live, there's hills everywhere. So like a slight incline just means that if you're on a normal skateboard, you'll like slow down. If you're on a cruiser board, you don't slow down. <laughs> so it's like, if there's a hill, you need to pray to God that there's nothing dangerous at the end of it. Or a feeble old woman or, yeah. or, or old man. <laughs> That's fine, you can get points for that. <laughs> I think I yes, have a cream for that. I'll give you 10 points per child, 20 per per, per old person with walking stick. Yeah. Zimmer frames 50. But but the um the background was great. We just got to push along and it was, it was great. It's really weird. Like when you look at the pavement, mm. if they've patched over the pavement due to like they've put a pipe in or something, that's the best thing. Because it's smooth. It's smoother than the rest of the road. <laughs> and you just like, or pavement, and you get on that, and you just cruise on that little bit, and as like the piping like moves direction, so do you. <laughs> so is it like the real life version of a speed up boost in game? <laughs> yeah. Or it's more like uh, if you've played racing games, like any of the, the grass or yeah, off yeah. turf, like that's normal ground. <laughs> you have to push like three times to go two meters. But on this, it's just like, you just push and you, you glide. Goodbye! It's like on a cloud, it's great. See you later, asshole! <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's pretty much been my week. That's a good week, man. I think both of you have had a, a good week. We've all had good weeks, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have also watched films. Yes. Yes. Which is good, because we'll be getting onto that after gaming. Mm. Which is our next bit! So, when we're talking about um, me going over to Morgan's... Um, one thing he's definitely been playing is RuneScape, and he's teaching me something called merching. <laughs> Flipping, yes. Flipping! Ah! It's, it's part of merching, it's like oh, a little yes. string of, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, Morgan, how's your week been in gaming? My week in gaming, um, I... Well, RuneScape is like one of those games that I'm, lots of people would have known it. It's built in the UK and quite popular across Europe and some in America, but, uh, yeah. There's, it's a huge grind of um, skills. There's like, I don't know, 28, I never counted them, but there's like, to get to 99 is like a good- Month's worth. Month's worth of slogging it out. But um, I decided to make a bit of money through doing very minimal effort of just logging in, buying something at a low price and selling it back to the general public at a higher price in-game. I don't do currency outside. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's really addicting to the point that even though I'm meant to be grinding up skills, I'm spending all my time doing money instead. <laughs> so it's worth it to get the pretty objects, but it's not in terms of 
furthering myself in the game. Well, <laughs> with the money side of things, you can actually pay your way to actually getting yourself to 99 a lot quicker than it would be to grind it. Yeah. I found that out, but I was never very good at making the money to actually do it. Yeah, which is why he was teaching me. Yeah. It's kind of like a nice kind of a bathroom break thing to do, like put an offer in for this, sell it for this, and I'm off my bathroom break, back to general work, boring day. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> I wish you I spent could an that. awful lot of time in that toilet, Morgan. I no. was having a very large dump. No. No. <laughs> Have dump, make bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Any time spent off the toilet is an XP waste. <laughs> <laughs> they disabled the internet in our toilet. It doesn't work for anyone. Oh really? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how they've wrangled it, but it does not work in the toilets. It's like they've like lined the ed the the outside of the toilet in, in lead. They've just got a jammer <laughs> sticking down from the ceiling. Oh man, I can still hear people poop, but I can't play <laughs> yeah. games. It's depressing. Just stick a headphone in. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, on top of that, I picked up, uh, along with like the addictive flipping, I've been um, I've picked up a mobile game called Post Night. It's yes. been out for a while, and it's like a simple one of uh, you press one button and you charge with your sword into people. Um, you press another button and you put up your shield to block incoming projectiles and reduce damage, and another one's your heal button. And for some reason, I am hooked to this game. <laughs> Like, it's three freaking buttons, and you collect stuff, and you get more armor, and then you get further into the game, and they get harder, and you still have three buttons. <laughs> so it's that reward system that you like, and the fact that it's kind of, like, mildly challenging. Yeah, I'm like the chump of the community that the game's catered towards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they always try and get you to do in-game purchases, and uh, this one's, like, quite balanced in the way that you don't need them, and I'm pretty sure the game was free. Yeah. So, check it out lose a week or more <laughs> Morgan's recommendation. And that's post-night. That's post-night. Cool. Um, on top of that, this week's gaming, I've been doing quite a lot of League of Legends. Uh, girlfriend's friends have recently got back into it and you just can't really decline an invite from four people to fill a party of five. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so much fun, like playing with friends as opposed to doing like solo queue where it's it's you versus your laner, you beat them because you're awesome and they're not, and then their entire team destroys you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, playing with friends, you, you get to know who's like the stronger people on your team, you get to play around with them, you get to dick around with the people who are not, and generally banter is like up there. Um, other game that I've played recently, when Jack came round, yeah. we played this a long time ago, <laughs> a few years back, um, was Skate. Oh man, I love mm. Skate. I'm getting, skate, getting used to it. Skate is a, a skateboarding game, and the camera angle is effing horrible. <laughs> but the control for it is your left analog stick, is your um, going left, right, and stopping by pulling back. The right analog stick is the skateboard. Right. So when you pull down, on the analog stick, you like prep for a jump. When you push up, you jump. So you essentially need to flick it, right? Oh wait, I think I remember playing this round. Yours, yeah, you, once. You, you were there like three years ago. Yeah, and um, 
it's probably not three years. It's, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to do a kickflip, you pull down, you flick to the right. If you want to do a shove it, which is like spinning the board like literally 180 degrees, you pull down and then you swing the around the right. On the right. And it's really good fun. I played through one, two, three, fucking love them all. We were playing two because my old dusty Xbox 360 couldn't pick up any games <laughs> discs that I put in them. God, that console was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually had two downloaded onto the hard drive, so we managed to get that running. And we found a skate park. It's like that a mega cool. ramp one. And I was pootling along, doing my thing, getting back the... Uh, muscle memory and really enjoying it. Jack was doing some like surprisingly strange things. You're really <laughs> fond of dark slides, which... I don't know how I do them, I just do them. <laughs> Until you did them, I didn't know. And I was like the, the one who was really into it. But we went to this um, mega ramp park and Jack was pootling and I went, oh, let's try up here, let's see what's up here. And then Jack went down this kind of tube thing and <laughs> tube, out of it... Tube out of it in the distance I spotted this ramp and I'd never seen this ramp before and we went down this ramp and oh my god massive wasn't it it's like I was missing two-thirds of a park <laughs> it was amazing like it was like three solid drop-ins two three separate mega ramps dropping into the hugest half pipe you've ever seen it was great good fun. it was great fun yeah. yeah and when you build up momentum it makes you feel great because also the the I think the controller vibrates. Oh, the controller it? vibrates. When you're going really fast. And the character like wobbles, you get motion blur going left, right and centre. The skateboard, if you set the <laughs> trucks to being loose, like it wobbles like crazy, so you need to set them tight if you're going with speeds. So. There's lots of customization in that game, it's nuts. Oh, it's so good fun. <laughs> anyway, enough about my uh, week of gaming. What about yourself? Myself? Uh, well, I haven't had an awful lot of time to do some gaming this week because I only got back from holiday Tuesday evening. Mm. Um, so I've been doing bits and pieces, but something I am quite finally proud of, um, also going back to League, I had a few games today and I finally got myself into gold. Wait! <gasps> Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been secretly trying to grind and I got to silver two and I was like going, hey, I'm starting to like... grind this and it's, it's going really well, but like, yeah. yeah. This is the Fuck first you. time like, in your entire time playing League that you've reached gold? Yes, yes. Wow, okay. I mean, I've done it a few times where throughout the seasons I've played a few games, gotten a little bit higher than I used to get and just kind of stopped playing ranked. Um, I kind of given up recently and then just decided to play a few more games and I got up to promotions for, for gold and I lost like seven games because I've just been paired with awful awful people. <laughs> Most people will say that's probably me as well um, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I've had a few few good games to the, uh, today and yesterday I played a couple um, and I won all of them. <laughs> Such a good feeling coming yeah. at the end of the night, not I mean, having lost a single game. That's what I was, I was with Overwatch is like that. I go to bed and I'm like, fuck, I'm good at this. And the next day I'm like, fuck, I'm shit at this. <laughs> but believe it or not, it's, it was done using a character that I don't always play. I did it with Heimerdinger. 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 So Heimerdinger that, basically sets that, up tur little turrets. That I remember, yeah. People. That. Is the one with gigantic brain. moustache, right? Yeah. No, giant moustache? Yeah. Have, does he have moustache? He has a moustache. He's I mean, mostly yeah, moustache, yeah, isn't he? Got, he's got like a massive curly afro. I mean, well. he looks like a, a yellow brain. testicle. Yes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> with a moustache. 
Yeah. <laughs> to paint a picture for all you non-leaguers out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I played I played with him and won quite a few games. But I've also got stuck at top, so I played Alawi in that against Fiora. That one didn't go so well, but we still won. Nice. And a Malzahar game top against Singe. I, th I thought I was mid, to be honest with you, and I picked Malzahar, but it worked out fine. I, I beat the bastard. I nice. hate Malzahar. He, she's like the oh. shadow priest of, of League, and I love it. I love it. It just space aids. She she presses <laughs> one button and puts a dot damage over time, and it's it's horrible. If it kills something, it spreads to the next one like yep. an oh, STD. Man. It's so good in ARAMs as well because it just you kill all the little mobs with it, and it will tick on someone, and then it just ticks around the entire bloody group oh, if they kill them. It's horrible. so great. And, he, and the, the worst thing is that. His R, which is his ultimate, he presses that and he suppresses you in one spot. You can do fuck all. And he's dealing damage, <laughs> damage. to you. And most likely, he's giving you space aids just before it. Imagine it's kind of like a Shadow Priest using Mind Flay, flay on you, but you're stuck in place. Because I know a lot of the, our listeners are well players. But you're stuck in place and suddenly you've got all the Affliction Warlock diseases on you at the same time. Plus, like, constant shadow damage. It's nuts. With a couple of little creatures attacking you. And, and probably that's it. Ignite as well, which is another dot. Yeah, so um, if, if you get caught in a Malzahar ult, you're pretty much fucked. So basically, if you, especially if you go under tower, so there's, like, towers that um, if you go underneath them and you hurt the champion under it or there's no minions there, you're basically going to get hit by the turret, which does quite a bit of damage. So diving under the tower to attack someone when you're going to get hit by a turret is not very smart because when you use that ultimate, they're stuck there. They can't do anything. They're just mm. getting hit by that as well as the turret. They're dead. And for some reason, people still think that they can outplay a Malzahar underneath his turret. I don't know why. <laughs> that, that's been a big learning curve for me. I've been trying to learn, and the worst thing that everyone does is they push their minions up and then they dive them under tower. And the tower is basically another champion. Yeah. And if that hits you, you know. You know if a tower you hits know. you. Yeah. You know! <laughs> um, so, like, it's basically trying to go into a 1v2, which yeah. is not recommended. Not ideal. No, not unless you're so far ahead, you can probably do it quickly. Unless you've calculated it and you've got loads of other things going for you, like, don't do it. Yeah, definitely not smart. Nice. So, yeah, that's that's been my league week so far, and that's been very, very um, up there, so I'm quite proud of that one. I finally good. got into gold, broke it. Um, Going to try not to get demoted again um, and, and do that. So that, I'll continue with that and see if I can get any higher in gold. Um, also been playing WoW, well, as a lot of you listeners have just... Uh, well, Jack's told me a lot of you play WoW. Well. Um, I finally got to 120. Um, Jing! So... That's great. Uh, I haven't really been playing it very much um, since it first came out, but I finally decided to get it again um, and see what it's like. And so far, I've been really enjoying it. The um, the storyline itself has been amazing. I've been yeah. really enjoying that. Um, and I've also had Jack and another one of our friends boost us through a couple of mythics, so I'm starting to get a bit geared. And that was fun. Uh, we also went a bit too high and a bit too cheeky, and a couple of people didn't like it and left. Yeah, we did like a um, we did a plus five, and they realised that Phil was under 300 item level, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here? Why is our tank doing more damage than him?" I was, I'll smash them. I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm doing more damage than all of you, so blur." Yeah. And they got angry and left. Because I was mostly rude, and also because you're under 300 <laughs> item level. And doing absolutely no damage. I think I was just about keeping up with um, with the tank, and even 
um, Raz with his healing was almost out damaging me as well. Yeah, but you're a warlock, you'll get there and they, you'll have fun. So you'll be mm. fine, I think. But that's re it's really good that you're both 120 now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not 120. You're not 120 yet, sorry. <laughs> I'm playing a demon hunter and I take zero damage, which is amazing. But I'm finding that I'm not the best. That is like melee is not my thing and wow. I'm very much a ranged person and I don't have a ranged person on Horde on our realm. <laughs> and it's a pain in the ass to pay for like a transfer. Yep. Let alone double because I want to go from Alliance to Horde and on a certain realm. I've done that, it sucks. Oh my god, it's don't like you have your 40 quid. Quid. No, more than 40 quid, it's, it's like, 60, it's like 60, to 60 to 80. 60 to 80 quid, it's like, oh my god. It's over god. the top, it's way over the don't, top. Don't you have your 110 left, or have you already used that on something else? Oh no, I used that on the Demon Hunter. I was going like, oh man, I really want to play a monk, they look stupid and fun. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I did that with a warrior. He, he's still 110. Clade. The, Clade. Clade the Pandarian Monk. Awesome <laughs> name, but like... Awesome name, bad execution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Nobby. Nobby's my character. Nobby the Nobby. Warlock. Nobby the Warlock, who's a goblin. Nobby the Goblin. Fucking Master Nobby. Master gave Nobby a crusty sock. Nobby is free. Again? Again? Yeah, um, so I, I guess in my, my week of uh, gaming, I started my Discipline Priest. They know that I have a priest called Bob, and I usually play, I play Shadow on Bob since, like, Wrath, essentially. I yeah. always played it, they always gave me flack over playing the Shadow Priest, all the time. Um, and because Shadow was in such a bad way when I started doing BFA and I mained a rogue for the first time ever, I went back and started playing Discipline, and that was so much fun, because you don't die. I went into a battleground, I had two death knights and a paladin on me, and I survived for a good five minutes before the rest of the team came and rescued me. Nice. I was just sitting there in my seat going... <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan was online with me and was going, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I can't die. <laughs> You're like, just gonna get nerfed. I'm like, but until then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just, yeah, there's so many, there's so much in your toolkit just to negate damage now. And I've seen both sides of it. So like, when I was a rogue, you needed at least four or five people to kill a good discipline priest at the time. So I was like, that's annoying. They're so over the pat. They're so overpowered. Even I want to play one. <laughs> and that's exactly how it came to pass. Um, so yeah, I, I played a bit of disc priest to help um, fell out. Today I managed to get my dinosaur finally, my dinosaur yeah. mount from. You have to raise him from a hatchling, and you have to try and teach him how to fly. Um, <laughs> but I also played a game called Chivalry, which is these guys know is a personal vice of mine that I always keep on coming back to. It's like a melee game, but yeah, you use like up, uh, your up middle mouse button kind of stabs, your the bottom middle mouse button does an overhead, your normal click will do a swing, and your right click will block. You can also parry, so if somebody attacks you and you right click, you can then instantly attack to do a quicker attack than them. So there's lots of finalities to this game. Um, and I've talked about Kingdom Come Deliverance before. This is like that. And I used to be shit hot at this game. I used to go on and get 25 kills, six deaths, and be like, yeah, it's a pretty good night. <laughs> I'm shit at the game. I'm so terrible at it now. Even worse than when I was playing it? Yes. No, me. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? 
Because I was pretty shit at the time. I remember, we used to do duels all the time. We used to, and do used to wreck me. I did, but that's because I could throw you off with feints. Yeah. So true. what you do is, as you attack, you could click right click quickly, and it'd stop the attack. But I could bait Phil into doing it. So when we're having a hot fight, and Phil would get some really nice shots in, I'm like, I've got to start using the feints because he's never been able to outdo my feints. He's fainted against me a few times. You go, you fainting little bastard, <laughs> and then I cut his head off, and then I'd play golf. Yeah. Yeah. It was always <laughs> the thing that we'd always, uh, even if you got a torso shot, you'd have to cut off the head and get a couple of hits in with the head before you actually respawned and came back for another fight. Yeah, good fun. Although my one my one good thing was with that, I was very good at throwing spears. Yes, you were. I remember peeking out going, Oops, and it's like, <laughs> oh for God's sake. So I can't beat Phil at ranged in any game we play, but I can beat him in chivalry. That's I think that's the only game I can probably beat you in a chivalry. Maybe. I'm sure there's more. Maybe. I'm sure there's we'll more. Have to, we'll have to test this. It's definitely not Mario Kart. Definitely not Mario Kart, <laughs> you somehow just keep ahead and that's you win. Although, last time we played, I won, don't forget. You did? And you've somehow expunged that out of your mind that I won the Cup of Hate. Oh, it's the yeah, first time. Cup of hate. The first time. Was I was there? nearly in tears, by the way. I can't remember this. Mm. So, the Golden Cup of Hate <laughs> started when I, we, me and Phil decided to do this night, this games night with a few of our old friends. We get them together, we play Nintendo 64, um, so, no, it was uh, Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Anything on the Nintendo, like, what'd you call it? Um, James Bond Goldeneye. James Bond Goldeneye. Slaps only, you only live once. Great fun. And we played Mario Kart, and I was so shit at it, and Phil kept on winning, and he kept on choosing Bowser, which automatically hits other cars out the way and stuff. Yeah, and it was we kind of got to a point where neither of us were very close to each other, and we had uh, our own personal NPC rivals. Yes. Jack's was Peach. Yep. I think mine was Mario. He was being a little bastard. I was really not enjoying yes. that. Um, so, just to annoy Jack, I decided to go Peach yes. for the, for the uh, next round. So I, I eventually came through and once again won. And, and that became the Golden Cup of Hate. Since then, as the cup descends all sparkly, Jack was very annoyed, calling it the Golden Cup of Hate. Is the Golden S Cup of Hate? Giving me the most awful stare that it I can imagine. It was the stare down. It's the, I'm going to beat you one day, and it's going to take the rest of my life, but if I accomplish nothing in this world, it'll be winning that fucking cup. And I won it last time, and you've forgotten about it. It's like the, the Luigi death stare, if you've yeah. seen that video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. So yeah, um, gold, I won the Golden Cup of Hate. I guess that was months ago. Yeah. Um, Adam, my brother, for my birthday, got me Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and oh. I've not played an Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag. No, no, neither have I. Sorry, since the French one. No, Black Flag for me. So I'm looking forward to it, because I've heard there's more of an RPG feel to it. So um, that's going to be next month, when I'm not in Prague and other places. I'm going to play a bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, more on this when I've actually played some of it, I guess. And finally, Overwatch Competitive. I started doing Overwatch Competitive again to do all my placements, and so far, I've lost two. Ah. <laughs> but I've done really well. On one of the games, I had 45 eliminations, and we still Ooh, lost. What? what was you playing 45 at? eliminations. I was playing everything. Right. I started off as Mercy. Someone asked to be Mercy, so I changed to Anna. I then got loads of kills as Anna, but we didn't progress because everyone just kept dying. I then changed to Junkrat, got loads of kills. I then changed to Genji, and I never get kills on Genji. And they're like, can you kill, um, oh, what's her name? Can you kill the Zippy, what's her name? Tracer. Tracer, yeah. Can you kill mm. Tracer? And I was like, oh, why don't I just go something like, 
uh, Moira. It's like, yeah, go Moira then. So I managed to alter Junkrat and then change to Genji. Fucked up on Genji and then I went Moira. So I chose like seven different characters and managed to get an alt off on all these different characters. On Volskaya? Mm. Ridiculous. And we still lost! So, because of the personal ranking thing, I don't know whether that's still in the game. If it is, that's good because I got 45 eliminations mm. and four gold medals. But if it's not, that sucks. Yeah. That I put on in all that work and the rest of my team were like, Meh, I'm sorry, we can't help the point. Because you can't turn around to a bastion. Well done. Mm. Oh, it got me so angry. Kill the bastion. But how do you kill the bastion? By shooting it. Well, I'm, you know, I can't kill him. You're Genji. Jump in front of him. Deflect. You're Junkrat. I'm Junkrat. I, I killed him twice and they still didn't cap the point. Sorry, you can, you can tell there's a lot of salt here. And it's well-needed salt. Th this section is lined with salt. This section, the air is salt, 95% of the walls are salt. If I ever see a, b a bastion, it always goes to uh, Reaper for me. <sighs> I'm just cane him down. Yeah. But, to be honest, I'm going to see how the rest of these progressions go, but long story short, I want to get out of gold. I'm still in gold, I want to get to platinum. That'd be fun. I want to play more Overwatch. Like, hearing about it, talking, just being next to you two guys, we all play Overwatch a bit, Jack the most. But, um, oh, I love playing with you guys. It's good fun. It is good fun. We have a lot, I'm not a lot more relaxed when I'm playing with you and Kate. And when you, since you've been away, I've been playing with them a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, but, yeah, <laughs> it's been good fun. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my week in gaming, I guess. So, moving on to movies and TV. Uh, we both watched Predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we Was did. that any good? Well, was it, Jack? We had varying opinions. I felt like the gore was great and the story was fun, but it was so over-the-top, cliché things that some of those moments ruined it for me. There's some really great characters and there's some really funny moments. So I thought it was actually, for a Predator film, which a few of the last Alien films have let me down, it wasn't bad. But at the same point, the cliches really pissed me off. It's like, my husband's got 12 confirmed kills. It's like, oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm sick and tired of seeing this like all American, this hero, I'm a dad, but I'm also a soldier. I don't have PTSD because I get, I just keep going with my life. I'm gonna kill 12 of you. If you look at me funny, I'm gonna kill you. That's not a good piece of morality. Yeah, I like, see, I love this film. Yeah, okay, th this is I, where we differ. I thought it was great. It's a kind of, it's a fun action film. It's got Predator in it. I'm not a huge Predator fan, which is probably why I love this. Is <laughs> because it's like a kind of reintroduction into it. Well, I tried watching the old Predators and they're quite like slow paced. It's very much like there's this unkillable thing. We somehow need to kill it. <laughs> um, but with this one, it's very much like they really know of its existence, and I'm not going to put spoilers in there, but it was it was a lot more fun and action and less of a kind of like slow paced film. But yeah. the humour in it, that was amazing. That was pretty good humour, I'll give I you that. I loved it. I wasn't expecting Predator to be a funny film. Yeah. But apparently the director, who I can't remember the name of, nope. is very much in his style of films. So after this podcast, I'm going to look him up, I'm going to see what his other films were because it was hilarious. Do you know, that, that was quite a shock. I mean, I know that the serious side of it, like the main character, kind of let me down, but you're right, all the characters that they had, they introduced them in a nice way, and they were funny. It was genuinely funny. 
to, towards the end of the film, um, there's parts of humour, like it kind of laced with humour, that shouldn't be there though. No. Like, no. <laughs> you can't talk about it without yeah, giving yeah. spoilers, but like, there are some serious things that like probably should be serious, and for some reason it just felt a bit jokey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're giving it a slacker's approval, go see it. Yeah. Alright. If if you're not uh if you're a predator enthusiast, you'll be ripping yourself to shreds because they reinvent themselves every time they make a film. maybe that's 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 my jadedness, is that I've seen the previous ones and I like the whole entire like they're most likely gonna die, this guy's nearly unkillable and there's the seriousness of it, and this is more light hearted. Yeah, this is mm. very much a light hearted predator, which is great for Newbies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Slacker's approval if you don't already love Predator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually watched another film as well. I swore that this was going to be um, a Studio Ghibli film, but it turns out it's not. It's a Mamoru Hosoda film, very much in the sort of similar anime style of Studio Ghibli, and it's called The Boy and the Beast. It's a journey of a, a unwanted boy as he gets uh, he gets taken in by a bear of a man, <laughs> and well, literally a bear, and he's taken into a spirit world where he's completely an outsider. But unlike his other world, he's got one person that is actually kind of looking out for him or or trying to spur him on to be more than he is, which in his other world is a kind of not quite an orphan, but he's he's living on the streets on his own, not in contact with family, so it's better, but it's a really, really great film. Really pretty. The story's great. There's a stupid otter character <laughs> who goes fishing, and just, just the animation looking at him had me in absolute stitches. That is my strong recommendation if I would give one. There we go. Uh, another background also, I've been talking about anime the last few months whenever we've been on the show, like things I've been watching. Uh, Phil and Morgan are the guys that really kind of got me into watching some of the more out of my comfort zone things. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I know that I don't, I, I'm not going to get into this argument of who, what, who's watched more anime, but I <laughs> guess it's probably Morgan. But in any case, Morgan knows what he's talking about in that sense, so that does sound quite fun. Is it mm. like, uh, what's the one with the... Hirotoro or something, where it's the, the umbrella, they're both sitting on the side of the road. I watched it a long time ago. Totoro. Totoro, that's the one. I fucked that up so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much I know, nothing. Uh, Totoro is really good, but it's uh, it's very much like a younger audience okay. film. This one is, we can watch it now. It goes with the, the kid's age as he goes from oh, young nice. to a uh, sort of young adult. So it's, it's a really nice film for most likely the audience who are listening to this. Like, anyone can watch it. Cool. Cheers, man. Fair enough. You watched anything? Nothing new. Fair um, enough. I've watched, like, a few films that I've seen before, but then again, I get a bit of time at work where I can just kind of put a headphone in and almost watch it, but kind of have it in so the much. periphery yeah. whilst I'm working. So, like, make sure that it's on just in front of me. i listen to it and watch it. Um, but one that I did watch that I haven't seen before, it's, I think it's quite an old one, is Mr. Woodcock. Okay. Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. I've not seen it. I can't remember the name of the guy. It's, it's the guy who plays Stifler. Okay, yeah. It's got him in it. And basically it's about um, this 
Mr. Woodcock's a PE teacher. Yeah. And he's an absolute asshole to the kids that he's teaching. Literally makes them run laps, throws balls at them, <laughs> does everything. Anyway, he gets to a point where he's all grown up, been away, comes back to find out that Mr. Woodcock is banging his mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it all comes back to... And it, there's loads of really funny things that happen, but it's just like the thing that... He tells like one of his best friends at a time that he's just kind of reconnected with in a diner. And a load of like really kind of young... Hip guys is like, Woodcock's banging your mom. And it's like, it's like say it one more time, <laughs> one more time. But yeah, no, that was really funny. Um, I've watched things like Get Smart. I've seen that again. It's a very good film. Cool. Um, other than that, not not an awful lot really. Um, yeah, I've been I've not been watching too many new films. What about yourself? <coughs> I'll clear my voice before I ever get in this direction. Um, I watched a few new things actually. And they're all different. Um, of course, I, I saw Predator with Morgan in the cinema, and yeah, I'd say I liked it. I liked it, but I was also used to a different kind of Predator, so I'm a jaded slacker yeah. in this sense. As I said, he likes Predator, therefore... Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um, but I've been watching lots of stuff again on Netflix. One of them I picked up was Last Chance You. So now the American football season's back in full swing. I've been getting my head under that, so, you know, I'm one of those sad gets that I'll get to work. And if I'm at work at half eight, I'll start watching all the highlights of the game before I start at nine um, and just kind of keep on watching and seeing what's going on. And I noticed this thing called Last Chance You, which is an American football documentary series on Netflix about this place called Independence, um, which is a, uh, it's a town, and I've forgotten where it actually is because I've completely forgotten. Yeah. Um, but it's this town which had a really bad football team. So they revamped everything, they got in a new coach, and they brought um, these kids that were really good, but have done stuff like they've taken drugs, or they've gone in fights. And so people who have really good talent, but have made bad life decisions, uh. and they build a, build a team around it. Kind of like Remember the Titans in a weird way, but not. Um, so they build a team around it, and you get to see every stage of them kind of building up and either you know winning or losing matches uh what the coach is like who's very uh coach brown in this case his name is um and it's just a fantastic series and i was hooked and i've been watching it every day since like the last thing i was really hooked on on netflix was that vietnam one that i spoke about a month ago this has completely got my eye um and it's what's nice about it is you don't actually have to know american football to watch it. You could just watch it for the sake of the drama and seeing their development and seeing these guys that have come from a pretty dire sort of background and have made mistakes, try and push up and also see their issues with trying to push past themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. And seeing this guy who's trying to make something out of nothing. I, I really like the kind of uh, the, the drama um, sports series. Mm. I'm huge into anime, if that wasn't apparent already. <laughs> um, so, like, I watched an American football anime series called iShield 21, and it's not as serious as, like, normal documentaries are, because it's anime, but I love just learning little tied bits of information about a sport that I don't know much about, and on the ins and outs of it, through a medium that I really like. So. Looking to this last chance you, it sounds like it's actually something I'd be really interested yeah, in. Yeah, I definitely mm. suggest it. If you've got Netflix, or even if you don't have Netflix, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm saying, you know, what, find another way to watch it. But it's, <laughs> I'd definitely say it was worth it. I know there are other seasons where they actually follow other teams as well. So I'm just watching the latest one, which is like season three. Yeah. But 
it's it's a fresh season, so it's a fresh team, and it's wicked. Well, fortunately, my uh, girlfriend, <coughs> as well as being able to make good roasts, also has a subscription to this Hashtag suck it. The other thing I've been watching was Paradise PD. Um, there was a show called Brickleberry, which is very out there and a bit over the top. Kind of like Family Guy, but they kind of amp up the grossness and the disgusting a little bit more. Mm. I think you'd definitely like Paradise PD, Phil. Yeah. Um, it's just stupid, but I've been watching that on the train. However, there are moments where it can be so crass. Like, there's a there's a one episode where uh, there are two states, and they're kind of like in Super Troopers, where two the state troopers and the lo locals are having a fight yeah. against each other. Brilliant. There's a body which is over the border of two precincts, so um, they put a tent up over the, like the uh, the main part of the corpse, like the arm, the torso, the legs, and the people in Paradise PD, all they get is the ass. <laughs> so the uh, the main character has to try and solve a case of this guy's ass, and he has PTSD from a previous ass case when he was younger, which he couldn't solve. So it's really dumb and stupid, but it's so funny. That sounds brilliant. What platform is that on? That's on Netflix. That's still on Netflix. That's yeah. still on Netflix, but I'll, I'll, sh I'll show you a bit actually I after the show. Netflix, it's really man. funny. I just don't have it. Um, <laughs> So, in the Slacker studio, I had my PlayStation and all these other consoles. So, Brick, that was called Paradise PD, sorry. Really funny, but you can't really watch it on the train. You just see ass, and that's not really great. Um, I was, uh, I put all my stuff into my room so that when I go to bed, I've actually got, I can play a PS4 game or something because it's away from my computer, and that's, I can't play both. I can't have both in the same room. I just can't focus on mm. either. Um, and I watched something on the Russian Revolution. So again, on another history trip, I was like, I don't know anything about... When I was watching the Vietnam stuff, it was all about breaking communism. Yeah. And I didn't know what communism really was. And I'd learned about it over the, the uh, kind of the time of watching this documentary. And so I was like, oh, I'll watch the Russian Revolution. It talks about Vladimir Lenin and the Romanov family. And what's kind of funny is we got a friend called Patrick who actually looks like Nicholas II. It's hilarious. So this entire time I was like, I wow, need to see that, a picture of this. Yeah. Okay, hang on. So whilst we're doing this, because it's kind of funny, I wonder if you guys will agree. Nicholas II. Patrick? Does it look like Patrick, yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> <laughs> it kind of looks like Patrick, it, but Russian, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can really dance. Yeah. Oh, I bet you can. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, I can this, see this, that. This is his after hockey photo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I watched this uh, thing on how, and it was really bad how um, the Romanovs, basically Nicholas II, after his father died, was not ready to become Tsar, and it was about the rise of communism and the workers kind of uprising and Vladimir Lenin's rise to power. But I was fucking enthralled, excuse my language, and it was so great, and that was just like an hour. It was just the rise of the Soviet party, rise of communism, and seeing the difference between why Russia became what it was and how that affected then the likes of Stalin. Yeah. Um, and how he became involved and how he became major domo after Lenin went. Lenin is still, if you go to uh, Red Square, you can still see like 25% of his corpse. What? Yeah, they preserved his corpse. Even though his wishes was to be buried, um, the Soviet state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big old middle finger. There you go, yeah, that's it. Well, that's no, that's just, that was classic. When I'm dead, I want to be in the ground. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> we'll just take you back a notch. But yeah, so if you go to, you can actually see Lenin's mausoleum, and he's been, they've got like graphic detail of how they kept him moist. Preserved? Yeah, <laughs> moist. Kept it preserved. Kept him moist. moist. 
But anyway, yeah, Russian Revolution also on Netflix. As you can see, I've watched lots of stuff on Netflix, but they've just been popping up. I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, that's why I watched. Anything else, guys, to add? Um, no, no. I I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. A friend got it. Uh, like, made us watch two episodes, and yeah, it's funny as well. Mm. Balls. It's very good. So I did look at looking. Um, I wanted to find that on Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it. So I haven't haven't watched any more of it. But I did want to really carry on with it because it's got the lock guy from Lonely Island in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. Well, he's like one of the, he's, he's the main, the character. main character. Really, yeah. it's a whole precinct of uh, cops, and they're all equally funny in their own way, and they're weirdly relatable. Yeah. Right. You'll probably know someone who fits this character. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's a really good. I've watch. seen a bit of it. Go watch one episode. It's good. Yeah. Fairs. Cool. Brooklyn Nine Nine. On to tech, and this is usually like our smaller segment. So we'll plow on through this, and then we'll get to our uh, main topic. But any tech news, Morgan? Tech news. I've got nothing new in my life. Apart from actually being a student now, oh. one day a week, still class me as a student, I get to have student discount on Adobe. Dick, oh my I hate you so much! God! So me and Morgan both use After Effects in the Adobe package and Photoshop <gasps> and InDesign and all these other bits so much that because it's prescription based, like Warcraft, it costs you an arm and a leg just to get the necessities. Being a student, he gets it for nothing. It's like... Or nearly nothing. Like UK, it's like, uh, what, 40? Between 40 and 50 quid a month, usually. Yeah. A month? Oh my god! Yeah, that's a ridiculous like, amount for Jesus. it. Jesus. If, if you're learning, you can't pay that. No. Like, if you're earning off it, fair enough. But I'm not what? freelancing, and even then, I don't even know if you can get a commercial license with that basic one. Uh, but anyway, now that I'm a student, it's like sixteen pounds a month, which is nothing. That's for like that. That's one great. and a half Amazon, uh, Amazon Netflix subscription. I mean, if they did that, so many people would be using it. Yeah, but of course, money. Well, is there are lots of technicalities which people can probably override quite easily. Maybe, yeah. There are a lot of smart people out there. I'm not one of them. But uh, yeah, discount is beautiful. Mm. Um. That is my new tech, old tech, because I'm going down this nostalgia route of playing on my Xbox 360, which had a nice layer of dust. <laughs> um, it's so loud! Like, current consoles, basically there's no sound at all. If you press the old one, you like put it in, you, you press the eject button, it's like... <laughs> it's like, okay, do I really want to put a disc in this? Do I need to make sure it's like standing that way or like horizontal or vertical? Like, am I going to lose this disc? You put it in, <laughs> It's the same with PlayStation 1. When you got a dodgy disc, you could hear when it was skipping. Oh, oh you man. could also hear when it was like... Yes, it. It's like, it's scratching, it's scratching. No. Stop it! When you just spent like 40 quid on a new game, you could just hear it going... Yeah. It's like, oh no! <laughs> Am I going to be able to take this back? Which is like, on the flip side. Renting, I was like, yep, that sounds about right. Do you yeah. remember like the Red Ring of Death or whatever that was? See, I was an Xbox guy. Uh, I always had me PlayStation. neither, I was always PlayStation. Never had that issue. Mm. Well, <laughs> well. But um, yeah, Xbox 360, really loud. Old, original Xbox, 
really fucking heavy. Uh, PlayStation 1. That is so loud. You don't remember it being loud, but it is. They really like... And old TVs. Oh. We moved a TV the other day and I turned it on and I got static from the front oh, of the TV. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. hair was standing up. I was like, oh my God. The glass is so thick. The yeah. CRT. Extra thick. Yeah. Like, I, you, like you press the on button then you hear this boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool and bad at the same time. Yeah, but um, I've like they don't make games like they used to. No. In a lot of cases, there are some nice, cool games out there now. But like some of the old classics, like um, Final Fantasy and mainly old PlayStation games. Metal Gear Solid, Ali. <laughs> mainly PlayStation games, like PlayStation One, PlayStation Two was probably where mm. they really got um, good. Yeah. And they Metal they Gear put Solid like 3. so oh. much time into the games. But, um, oh, they're so good. Yeah, man. And they're not all available on current consoles. And if they are, they're remastered. And it's so weird when they remaster a game. Because, like, if anyone's played Final Fantasy X, there's a guy called Wacker. And his hair, like, stands up. And he's got, like, a quite a Caribbean-ish face. And... It looks so weird and so different in the remastered version. <laughs> they like put another person's face on it. And when you know this character, you love this character, it's a complete betrayal to what it should be. It's like, Most probably like Predator was. That's like <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4 when they changed, no, Metal Gear Solid 5 when they changed it from David Hayter, who's the main voice for Snake, to Keith Sutherland, who was in, um, oh, I forgot what the show was. I've forgotten the name of it. <laughs> Shit! Did it? Did it? Did it? Yes. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. That was my time <laughs> up for trying to guess. But there's a reason behind that when you play the game. But I'm not going to spoil anything. But yeah, that's wicked. Old consoles are fucking loud. Yeah. Mm. Um, Good. Yes. Games were great. But loud. Fucking loud. Occasionally break. Yep. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm on my <laughs> third PS2. Jesus. Wow. I had to fix my PS3 because uh, Metal Gear Solid broke it. Metal Gear Solid 4 oh, broke I remember it. That. No, what? yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4 broke my PS3 uh, as well. I had to get a new one because. What, what was Gear with Solid that generation of consoles? They just were crap. Mm. Like I still use my PS3 for backwards compatibility, so I can play Tekken 3 and Ten Tenchu. Tenchi. Tenchu. Stealth that, Assassins. That was that game that you showed mm. me, wasn't it? That's really weird. Old, really old graphics. Yeah. That was quite fun. That one. It's good fun though. Yeah. I want to play Spyro again. Anyway, oh, yes. they're bringing out a remastered version. They are. Of Clara. I'm gonna play that to death. Yeah, you stole a dragon egg. They, if if it's anything like the remastered version of Ratchet and Clank, oh my god, it's so fun playing it. Mm. Like I it's... still haven't played Crash Bandicoot. No, I don't, no, I did. I played it around John's. I played it. I played it for what maybe half an hour whilst I was incredibly pissed, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't get past one level. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying about Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet and Clank, it's it's one of those uh, adventure games and it's so much fun. Like, it's very linear on where you need to go, but there's so many unlockables, there always has been, but on this one, there are slight sly references, like going, uh, oh yeah, see you in the next 14 years, like, because the, like, the original game was 14 years ago. It's yeah. Like, Have we done this before? And this is a dialogue <laughs> of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Little tidbits, and it's like, oh, it's so good. I really liked it. Go and play the remastered version if you. I'm getting everyone to buy everything. 
I want everything. <laughs> I have no money right now, so I'm forcing like all these purchases onto you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want them to remaster Jack and Daxter so I can play those again, because that'd be sick. See, I, I'm on the other team. Like, I know. I can't play Jack and Daxter because I played Ratchet I know. Clank. It's not because I'm not like up for it. I've tried it, and it's just so like... It feels alien. It feels so alien. I know it. I know what you mean. See, that's why Ratchet and Clank's been See, for me, there's one one series that I want them to actually remaster the whole lot and just put them on one console, and that's the Zelda series. I loved so many of their games, but you kind of tend to only get like one or two games per console, and you can't really bring it over to another one. So if they just kind of remastered them and brought it all onto one, I'd be so happy. They I'd should. Literally, I would literally cream my pants. <laughs> like they, they should do this within their own like Nintendo, Xbox, uh, well Sony, and uh, Nin. Did it? Did it? Did, did it? it. Uh, <laughs> console people. They should have like a classic section. You know, like when people go like, "This is definitely a classic game," and it's undeniable that like basically all those older games are classics. Mm. And they should just have a section of all these classic games, and they go, "You know what? This game should be available on any console." That'd be so yeah. good. Yeah, I completely. Not, not agree. any console, but. The latest console within them, you know, yeah. like all the Nintendo ones should have all of the classic Nintendo games, yeah. and you should be able to download them because you can download them now. They don't need to spend time doing discs. No. And to be honest, you don't even need to upgrade the graphics that much. Like the old classic feel, as long as you can do it on a controller which is usable. Yeah. It's great. Bring back Star Wars Racing. Oh Sorry. God. Nintendo 64. I played that again, I think, last year. It's it does not, not age well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Like, when you go back and play the old racing games that you, you used to... You have to watch to, it on an old TV or else it doesn't work because it's just too pixelated. Yeah, but like even then, like if you go back and play the old racing games that you used to play as a kid and you play them now, you go, how the hell did I see anything? How the hell did I beat this level? Yeah, it's like the control is awful. The the animation, all the graphics are like incomprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's bizarre how you managed to get through those games as a kid. Which will lead us on to nostalgia. Um, basically, I was just gonna. I'm working towards a new monitor. I want to get some new speakers, and I've been cleaning keyboards. Um, it's a bit shit. But we'll get there. So, nostalgia. Nostalgia! Looking back into the past. So, I guess when we do a topic, sometimes we talk about where it kind of comes from, why it's important. And nostalgia's a big one because, as Morgan's seen many times, me and Phil go on nostalgia rants when we're drunk. Oh, God, like, it's, it's quite a late one, but it's usually like seven drinks in. Yeah. And they just start. And they don't stop. <laughs> if you weren't there, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good slogan. I like yeah. that. I might get a t-shirt. What did he say? If you're not there, we don't care. That's it. That's the, that's the show name. Yeah. It'll push people away, but it'll bring some in. <laughs> I do care! Hey, share Slack Studio with all your friends, by the way. <laughs> please, please. Um, but yeah, so 
where does it come from? Where does the nostalgia come from? Why is nostalgia so important? Why is it important to us now when we're only, I mean, I'm only, I was only, I've only just turned 27 myself and we're all similarly in our 20s. Why is nostalgia important? Um, and in terms of, because this is Slacker Studio, I decided we'd maybe concentrate on things like, I, I guess a lot of the stuff we put down is video games. So uh, the few questions I put was, why do we look back on it fondly? What made it magical? Oh. Um, can we find it now that we are older? That same magic and what creates that magic now? That magic of gaming mm. books because that's something which has been kind of on my head for the last few months is where do I find that magic in a stale time? Especially where gaming used to fill it or films used to fill it. So Morgan start us off especially since you talked about skate Yeah, okay Discord. so um, All of my nostalgia comes through like huge immersement within whatever I'm doing. Like there have been books um, which immerse you so well within the character. You feel like you are the character. You stop seeing words and you just become whatever it is that's happening. And it's so good. For me, that's fantasy and skating. Um, I'm not a good skater in real life. I can just about pop an ollie, shove it. Kickflip is probably next year. I've been saying that for the last three years. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. Um, but games like... Old games like Fable. Like, oh my god. Neither of you have played Fable, have you? No. Fable is... You start off in 1 and 2 as a kid. Like, literally a kid. And you go around swinging your stick at bullies. <laughs> yeah. And you, you go around doing, like, little tasks and doing quests, because it's a, a quest, uh, you're basically a hero in training. And as you like um, come out of this hero sort of college, short tutorial sort of thing, um, you have the ability to make your own decisions, whether you're going to be a fucking bastard and murder everyone, or be a nice good Samaritan. <laughs> <laughs> and it really affects the the world, like characters won't be there when you kill them. Um, less so of that, but more so of like your own character. So if you're evil and you do evil things, your evil um, meter goes up. And when you're a real bastard, you have really demonic horns, your eyes are red, and there are flies flying around you. When you're really good, you have like a nice like aura going around you and you have a halo and like generally people like you more and people will heckle you throughout the game no matter what, who you are but they'll heckle different things depending on your alignment and whether you've won the chicken kicker contest. <laughs> <laughs> there are loads of like little side quests which just make it really fun but the main thing that it did it was really immerse you like the execution of all these games like they they make you forget about where you are, what your what other things are happening, and it's just you and the game, and you are that character. Yeah. Um. I, it's, I've got that for Fable One, Two, Three was not great. It's probably why there isn't more Fable games out there. Um, Ratchet and Clank was great. Um, Skate One, Two, and Three. All three of those games were awesome. Um. Yeah. Um. 
my brain's going because there's too much nostalgia piling in here. <laughs> um, books, The Name of the Wind, which this dude needs to read. <laughs> Remind him in the comments section, like, I want, as soon as you see this, everyone to go like Jack in the Discord, watch that, read that book. Watch, <laughs> watch that book. <laughs> watch that book. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, Name of the Wind and also Magician and... King Killer Chronicles, like just, yeah. You 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 lose your words when you speak of nostalgia because there's, there's so much memories piling yeah. in, and it's typically when there's not much more going on in your life, and that is like when you look back and you're going, oh, what was I doing when I was seven? The milestone or like the thing that you remember is the games or the book you're reading at the time. It's not. Uh, my weekends were boring because I was at my dad's. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally with you. And like, I was, I was watching anime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go figure. And uh, yeah, I was Naruto back then. Like <laughs> immersiveness. I was a ninja with a squeaky voice going, "Believe it." <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked. But yeah. yeah, I'm totally with you with the nostalgia thing and how that fills the time because. Uh, weirdly enough, my mum was like, when are you ever going to kind of like grow out of playing games? <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Shut up, mom! <laughs> In a way, I was like, I don't think you understand how it affected me differently than it affected, say, my older brother Adam, who doesn't really play games. Like, when he plays games, it's when he's literally forced to have a time out, because everything in his life is audio when he rests audio everything is that's his job is literally his life full and through um whether it's for me i've always kind of played i've always done a bit of everything because if i do one thing constantly i get stale or i get bored and it kills me hmm. um that's just how i work because I'm, I'm not like my brother in that respect um but he does play games but yeah for my mum to say that i'm like this is what i do i live in the middle of fucking nowhere this we're in a shed in the middle yeah. of sussex um and before i could drive I, there was nothing, there's no other way of doing it. Oh man, learn it, like, once you drive... <gasps> yeah, oh my gosh, right? So free. Independence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of us are pretty much in the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. So, me, I grew up in a little village called Horsty Canes. And there is all but one shop, a, a recreation <laughs> ground with a football field and a park on it. So, there was probably about, well, I don't know, 20 kids, um, roughly similar sort of age but we'd sometimes go to the woods we'd sometimes go to the um to the parks play football 40 40 whatever but it's just like not there's nothing to do you had one shop and a park and the shop closed at what six yeah it was just a little corner shop so there's literally nothing to do so what you do is you go back you get on your games console go online talk to your friends and play games i mean you can do so much doing that and don't get me wrong i had loads of fun going out in the woods um scaring the living shit out of people in the dark <laughs> and yeah it's it's great fun doing that um i wish i could actually to be fair i wish i could go back to my old house because it was literally right by the woods and we used to take the bikes down we used to get like make jumps make little um tracks around the woods it was great fun um but yeah i mean coming from nostalgia obviously i was talking about the um book series that i was reading uh, whilst i was away on holidays the cherub series uh, written by Robert Muchmore. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good series. It's basically about... There's, um, a, there's a pun in there somewhere. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. <laughs> so the series itself is basically about um, children's spies. Uh, it starts off with a book called The Recruit. 
and follows a kid by the name of James Choke, who's, I, th I think he starts off being 11 years old. And the book series kind of follows him throughout him growing up through the years, all the different missions he does, and eventually he grows too old to be a ch uh, cherub anymore, and it, it then starts to follow another kid. But it starts off, the way it starts off is basically him, um, his parents, it's, it's all to do with basically orphan children. They have to be incredibly smart, or very smart, and they have to have a little bit of a rambunctious side behind them. They're not, they can't have like the little goody two-shoes, they've got to be somewhat out there looking for trouble. That kind of sums you up. It does kind of sum me <laughs> up and why I quite liked it as a kid. Um, and it literally comes to, into it how their cherubs themselves well, they're found, they're drugs, they're brought to the campus and asked a lot of questions to tell how they would do it, what they'd want to do if they were, and get into it. And eventually they have to go through like um, basic training, which is like a hundred days of the most gruelling, intensive training you can do, like physically and mentally draining. And it just goes through all the things that they do and all the bits and pieces that they get and, and how they do it. It's, it's, very, it's fascinating how the they do it. The way they say it is, if criminals use children to say, like knock on people's doors, like old people, they'd answer the door to a child. If it was like an old man, or a, like a 40 year old man in the middle of the night, they'd be a bit apprehensive, wouldn't want to do it. If they were asked for help, they'd probably call someone rather than letting them in. If it was a child, they'd let them in. So with children, what they do is they integrate them into the family's life, like through school, and the children have to try and befriend their kids and get invited round and try and do spying around their house and hear snippets and Ugh. get them that way. Child espionage. Yeah. yeah. It's, espionage. It's, it's really good. And, and I would so much more. <laughs> da, 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 da. There was shit by that to get in there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> It's, it's labelled as a um, as a teen fiction. Yeah. Um, hence why I loved it as a kid and why I'm rereading it. It may be a little bit too young for me these days, but I don't give a shit. I love it. Do you know it. what? I've I've got the same with um, a book called uh, Sabriel. Yeah. That's very similar to that. So so you're saying sorry. I'll, I'll get onto that in a bit. So the Cherub series is what you would definitely say is a foundation of that kind of like that youth of. That youthful innocence, almost. Yeah, yeah. So it comes, it comes to the point where they obviously, they know an awful lot about everything that they know about hacking. I don't know how they didn't know all this stuff, and they just read books and just get to know. It. It's ridiculous, but yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, going on from books, I talked to you, I talked to you about the Zelda series. It's coming up to that time of the year where it's going to be my Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time completion week. He does this, yeah. He did this on holiday. Yeah, I, that was around about November. So I, do, I tend to do it about once a year because I love that thing so much. And that's kid. a weird nostalgia because whenever I hear the Zelda music, I think of when we were in uh, Wales. Yeah. Because that was the first time I'd actually sat down and watched somebody play because I, I said this last time me and Ed talked about Nintendo 64, well me, Ed and Ali talked about it in the last show we did, um, we talked about Zelda, and it was just that soundtrack really kind of encapsulates yeah. Wales. Yeah. Whenever I hear Zelda's lullaby I'm thinking, oh yeah, when we're all like, all had a cold, sitting on a couch watching him play. I was sick as a fucking dog yeah. that holiday. <laughs> it, it tended to be first thing in the morning when everyone was kind of just having breakfast yeah. and nothing was really going Not on. Not watching that date show. Not, not, oh yeah, that crappy date show. What was it called? I can't remember. Uh, Dress to Impress. Oh, I was going to say, I thought I was going to have to do the countdown No, then. no, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm, I'm Dress, proud of that one. Dress to Impress. Dress to Impress. Oh, uh, yeah. That was such a shit program. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no, it's obviously I've played that for, and I even forgot to save some of it as well. Like a whole day's worth of, well, I say days, it was like a couple hours worth of stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, 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 I literally, I went I, I went to bed because uh, everyone had dwindled off. I'd like played a little, uh, maybe a couple of hours while still drinking. Um, I then decided. So, so that was, was about four or five hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I then decided it was about time for bed. So I went to bed. Um, I turned the TV off. Thought I'd turned off the um, console as well, but I didn't. So first thing I did when I woke up, I was like, I heard because obviously old consoles are loud. Yeah. I um, <laughs> came in. I was like, it's still on. So I turned it off. And then about ten minutes later, I was like, oh fuck it, I'll go play it. Turns out I didn't save it. Yep. So I lost quite a few hours worth of work, and that was quite depressing. But yeah, it's coming up so to that time. Hup, yip, hup, yup, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> it's time for yearly completion. And the thing is, with these old games, they were built to, like, for you to play them for hours on end. Because mm. the great thing about Legend uh, Legend of Zelda, it will take me a good week to complete it, even if I was like. Um, I never non-stop. I'd like I play it for a good solid five hours or six hours. I'd Discord you and I'd know exactly where you were yeah. just by the sound. Yeah, and it'd take me about four or five days to complete it. It's it's that good. It takes so long, and that's that's what I hate about the new games. It takes you like what four or five hours to complete the campaign. Yeah, and then everything else is based online, and then sometimes the online isn't even good, no. and it's really depressing. And it's like there could be so much more done with the campaign that they, that they don't do anymore. Money. Mm. Like, uh, I've been watching lots of uh, playthroughs of games. I think it's uh, mainly by like Games Done Quickly, and there was another one. And it's so much fun, like, watching someone who knows so much about a game, because they've played it so many times. And, or when they fuck up, you can just absolutely go into them for it. Yeah. <laughs> for missing this item that can only be done at this time. Yeah. But it's so much fun, like watching them and interacting them on like things like Twitch or YouTube or live stream services, Facebook or whatever. And um, I'd love to see you actually stream that. Well, stream the Legends of Zelda. Yeah. I'd watch that because like I I not want to do it on a game that I don't know that well because I just yeah. be berated the entire way through yeah. it. Yeah. And I'd already ne would have needed to establish an audience who knew I'm like that before I like yeah. debut my shitness. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that would be like one of the games that you could do that. I could probably do it. I, I don't know how well I'd do like solo speaking on these sort of. Uh, well, you don't need Twitch. to speak that no. much. It's literally like interacting with Twitch when they go, "Oh, hey, you like this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I like this." Whilst yeah. going, "Hub, give, dub, da." Yeah, I suppose it's something that I could look into and actually give that a try. Because you could call Zelda. it your Fleep's Marathon Week. People, yeah. people watch because. They recently do that in Metal Gear Solid, and there are people that are so good at Metal Gear Solid, I find out stuff myself. Yeah. When I'm at work, and someone's like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, just some guy playing the game. Like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm like, yeah. some guy playing the game really well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, there's probably loads that I actually miss. There's probably bits and pieces that I wouldn't wouldn't really remember, and I always do forget bits. I don't know how. Yeah. And I'd probably die quite a bit where people are like, oh, you're so shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that, but because I, I don't really care what most people think about me, but... Yeah, it'd just be interesting. Actually, to be fair, yeah, it would just be interesting to see what people say. Like, uh, I was, um, there's a guy called Falcon that I was watching, he was playing Final Fantasy... All of them. All of them. <laughs> he was playing all of them, but he stopped short because he got a different job. But when he was playing 7 and 8, 
Um, seven's completely my jam, and it was it was so much fun because there was literally like, I think he had five viewers, which is shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad for a streamer, but we became so much like really good friends to the point that we actually went to a music festival together, like we, yeah, <laughs> through met through Twitch. Ugh. Weird. Yeah, um, but it's. It's so nice. You become like really friendly, and they, they you get greeted, and you tend to know your viewers and, and all the mm. the streamer, and it's yeah. it's really cool. Nice community when it's just you lot. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I, I think I interrupted. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think this is the thing about nostalgia. We will add. Um, in terms of mine, it's always been games at different. As you were saying earlier, at certain times of my life, so. <clears throat> I had a PlayStation when I was growing up, Nintendo 64. Spoke about it last week, or last time we did the last show we did uh, with Ali, if you want to check that out. Um, but I guess this will talk about games which really did change my perspective on gaming and how I feel like, especially in terms of PC gaming, they were important and why they're important. So I was speaking about what makes a game magical. And I remember the first time playing RuneScape. And that was about 2004, maybe earlier, because I played the classic one, and then I played the old school RuneScape, which is which was then called New RuneScape. Was was RuneScape your first MMO? Yeah. Mm, same for me. Was. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where were you? What do you mean? Like, oh. Like, like how, did, how did you get into it? So, I oh. I found it via, um, there was a website which was showing out different games and I was playing this like crappy dungeon crawler. It wasn't Diablo, which was actually good. It was, I was just browsing and I remember, it's the, it's the same with WoW. I remember the first day I played WoW. I remember the first day I played RuneScape and it was in the, we got like this, this basement room in our house right at the end, the guys would know it, where my old room was and I was on a laptop and it was before anything was in there. The room was mouldy, it was awful, it was disgusting but it was my own place to escape family. Yeah. So I went down there and I was playing this and I was like, oh, okay, this kind of looks cool. So you gain skills and it's something that you don't just complete it but there are other people in the game. It's not just some random Mind. computer. Blown. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember playing Tutorial Island and it was like, go fish some shrimp. And I was like, cool, I'll fish some shrimp. Hang on, sorry. Ugh. And you do all these tutorials and I was like, holy crap, there's so much you can do in this game. You can like make a bronze dagger. This guy with a gigantic shield uh, told me to make something and I made it and I want that fucking shield, dude. Um, when I came out the other side, the weirdest thing was seeing all these other people walking around, killing cows, killing goblins with these little crappy swords. And I was like, holy shit, th this is, I could do anything I want in this world. Mm. I could do anything. And I know there are quests that have linear quest lines, but the world is literally my oyster. And I'd never had that before. And I was going around and I remember seeing this person died to a goblin and he'd just done a quest. And I took the gold that was on the floor from his dead corpse. Yeah, so right? when he dies, like yeah. the loot drops. Yeah. And used to. That's it. And he came back and um, he's like, hey, does anyone have my gold? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, D does anyone have my gold? I was like, yeah, you died, so I took it. And I was just honest with him. He was like, but you know, that's not your gold. I'm like, it is now. I'm like, that's literally the game. It's the survival of the fittest. Unlike Warcraft, when you die, you lose everything you've got on you, apart from maybe a few items. Like on death, you don't lose everything. 
Uh, you just said Warcraft. But back, sorry, Warcraft. You sorry, lose Warcraft. You, or, or you, on Warcraft, you lose nothing. So on RuneScape, you do lose on everything. Alts, when, when RuneScape first started, you did lose everything. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the way it is now. Where well, you, you save three items, but what's three items when you have an invent full of everything you own? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was it. So you've got when you died, you lost everything, and it was that was the first time I'd seen a toxic community, but also a weirdly good community as well. So you have some people who I was like, oh, sir, um, was it? Sir Cape will be on later and we'll both run Doric's quest and then he, we're gonna go and do flax and we'll personal me message whilst we do flax because you can get 100,000 coins. Back then there was no such thing as a grand exchange so every trade you made was with other players. So the richest of the rich would then get the poorest of the poor to gain resource items for them whilst they stand at a bank and hand out money for labor essentially. So you were doing hard labor yeah. in a video game to help somebody else out, but to get money yourself and to start off. My, my like earliest money-making uh, method was in the cow fields, killing cows, and there was a guy willing to pay like 20 GP for each cow hide, yeah. which consistently drops off every one. And then you trade it to him and he'd walk to the bank and walk back and pay another 20. It's, it was like, that was bank. Yeah. And it took me like a good month to like, earn 1k but this is it it took so long to earn any money because it was all player based and honesty based and i got ha uh, scammed a few times like there was a follow feature which was terrible so someone tried to trade me on the edge of the wilderness oh, dragged yeah. me into the wilderness i died lost all my stuff oh course. before the barrier went up, yeah. barrier went up. Right, so i got fucked and i, I had... lost not everything but i lost all i'd done treasure trails and i got all these really nice amaric pages i lost about 150k's worth which is oh. a fair amount in those days that was a fair amount that was devastating. however I... I, I made it back. I but. used to have a friend who used to do that. He made millions yeah, during that. they do. And he he had ancient magics as well. That's, so. the, that's what killed me, yeah. I couldn't move. Ancient magics is this magic that when it hits you, it hits you very hard and you cannot move. So I didn't even have prayer against magic, so I just died so quick. Weirdly enough though, in a bit of karma, I made a crap load of money a month later from forcing myself to do tre treasure trails. So I actually got better loot mm. for pushing myself to go back and do it again. Um, but the nostalgia part of that was that it was the first MMO I ever played. Now I remember there was a Christmas where you got all these scars and you had to make these marionettes. And you, so you go down into this thing, you have to pick all the heads out, you have to paint all the heads, and at the end you got a toy, a marionette toy, and you got scarves and you got hats. And you got to make all the hats and you have to make presents to help Santa out. But everyone there was talking to each other. I met so many people that I talked to years later on because everyone was just excited that it was Christmas and that this game was doing something called a Christmas event. I was like, holy shit, every time it's like Halloween or Easter, there's an event. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever been in A, an online game like that, and B, an online game which was constantly updated like that. It blew my mind. Um, and so the nostalgia was kind of having this first retrograde MMO. Um, I played Harry Potter 1, um, which oh, was on PC. So people played it on PlayStation 1, which is mm. amazing. I played it on PlayStation, no, PC even. And the score is the thing which uh, keeps with me now. So Jeremy Soule um, is a fantastic game composer and he's done games like Guild Wars 2, the Elder Scrolls series that I'm very much hooked on. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so in a weird way, when I looked through this guy's um, discography the other day, most of the stuff he'd done all linked back to my childhood. And I messaged him on Twitter 
and he replied and he followed me back. <gasps> no way. Yeah, like, it was really small. This, this, yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a few notice months ago. Was, yeah, it was literally like a notice me senpai moment. I was like, I want to thank you for all the work you put in. Um, I literally realised you'd done Skyrim as well, and I, I literally put that on my showreel. Um, I'm not trying to steal any music, but I love it so much. There was it was not commercial. It was just for university. I was like, no thanks, that's great. Um, subscribe to Roland Cloud, and you can see some of my other music. And I was like, yes, I don't care if you're just trying to foul something on me. You talk to me. That's great. Incredible, but it's the sound of the world that was the nostalgia. And he followed me on Twitter, and I don't know if he, he probably might have cancelled him, but some people just go click follow and they click it again, so it's like giving you a nice little thing. Yeah. Regardless, I talked to the man, it was fun. Um, but it's the music, RuneScape music. They've mm. done a live orchestra version of it because it's so nostalgic for people, oh, and man. it's good. That was a trip. Yeah. El Elder Scrolls uh, with Jeremy Soule and all that sort of stuff. and. My fellow slacker who's not here with us, Ed, got me into Warcraft, and I still remember the first day. I got in here, I got the battle chest, because I started, I played, I started about mid-BC, I played a little bit before that at school, but it wasn't my account. And I remember sitting here, making an undead warlock, and playing through Death Knell, and then my mum had a friend round, so they were just drinking out in the patio, and they called me out, I was really annoyed, because I didn't want to go out and socialise. I was literally like, I want to play this game, this is exciting to me. Oh my god, I died and I didn't sacrifice anything, I can I can risk. Which I didn't do in RuneScape, I didn't risk enough, so I didn't really get anywhere. Um, and that was it, so I, I played that and here we are now and I'm crushing it on a rogue. You know, it's ten years maybe, eight to ten years I've been playing that game now. Yeah, it would be. Parents and MMOs. I tell yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was the worst combo. Yeah. Like. They don't. They didn't understand the prospect of not being able to pause. Yeah. Like they didn't understand <coughs> what critical moments were. And to be fair, we milked it, didn't we? We go five minutes. I just yeah. need to do this. As you're like milking cows or something stupid. But yeah. <laughs> but the, the other thing was like it would be my stepbrother because he was young and uh, what do you call it? Like if I did something, he'd do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, impressionable. So if I'm playing RuneScape, he'd play RuneScape, but me and my sister played this crappy, it wasn't even an MMO, it was like a chat room thing called Habbo Hotel. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a chat room thing, so you, you gain money furniture. Sink. It was a money sink, and you gain furniture. And I had a pretty sick room by the end of it, but it's what you do when you're a kid. Um, but my stepdad didn't really know what it was talking about, so it was like, get off Habobo Hotel and come down and have dinner. So it became Habobo Hotel instead of Habbo <laughs> Hotel. Very funny. But it's the same with RuneScape. Jacob started playing RuneScape. Parents, because when I played it, I could just go undetected for hours, if not days, which is great. And I kind of like it that way. But because Jacob started playing it, they noticed that we're both doing it. Oh. So they then started telling us that we both have to stop. Both sons weren't present. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. Both sons weren't present. So Busted. That was it. I got busted. But I guess, yeah, why do I look back on it fondly? Because as you're saying, we live in the middle of nowhere. Until I could drive, I was stuck here for mm. most of my life. And games were that that breach, that kind of humanity when I wasn't at school or I wasn't when I couldn't drive. That window to the rest of the world. Exactly. Mm. It is a window. And that's what made it magical was that you could envelop, as you were saying with Fable, you just envelop that single character. That's why I went back to Skyrim and made Melvin the Nord hero because I was like... Oh no, please explain this because I did this and it was the best thing <laughs> I've ever done. Skyrim was okay before I did this. When when you create a character, as Jack probably explain, 
so much fun. Yeah. You, like you create your own story. That's it. And I realized when I played Warcraft, I ended up role playing in Warcraft because I missed doing drama in college. Long story short, I missed that. I guess it was like my own version of EastEnders. Um, and I was having a tough Get time. Get out of my pub. Get out of my pub. Get out of my pub. And I was sitting there playing Skyrim and I was like, okay, uh, I'm not enjoying the game because there's no personality with my character. I'm just mindlessly cutting heads off, which is fun, but there needs to be something. So I was like, let's set some parameters to a character because Morgan, weirdly enough, you kind of inspired me in a way of starting Dead Man, which is a game of playing RuneScape, but it restricts you to doing it in a certain way. Iron Man. Iron Man, sorry, not, not Dead, Dead Man. Man, Iron Man. Dead sorry. Man's a tournament. <laughs> Dead Man's a tournament, sorry, but Iron Man. So I was like, well, okay, I could do an Iron Man in Skyrim where I create a character. What's his traits? Well. He's Melvin is a Nordic hero. The entire point is to do the main quest line. So he goes to Solvengard, their version of heaven, like Valhalla. Um, he needs to become a companion, which is this like guild of warriors that you have to be with. He can't kill people unless they're Stormcloaks. So this is the twist. I flipped a coin to see whether he'd do the Imperial quest or the Stormcloak quest during this big civil war thing. And I ended up as an Imperial. So instead of going for the Skyrim for the Nords, I was actually very much a let's keep Skyrim under the Empire's control because that's what I know, that's what I've grown up with. But every interaction I had had to be through the character's eyes. So, I'd, so normally I'd be like, that noble just kind of flipped me off. I'd cut his head off, but actually I'd be like, he's an Imperial, he's probably paying a lot of people, I'll leave him be. I'll kick the next Norden instead. That's it, and that's, <laughs> that's exactly what you do. So you come across a Stormcloak camp and I'd kill them all. I'd, steal all their weapons and sell it. And I got this wicked mod which gave you Roman armor, like fully decked Roman armor, and you have like Centurion's helms, um, all this other cool stuff. And it was just, it was wicked, yeah. So I guess there's nostalgia in creating rare characters as well. Mm. Yeah, right. it's, it's like all the, <clears throat> like you, you grow up hating rules, but as soon as you have like an entire world at your opportunity, when you create your own rules that you end up regretting later, it just, it's fun. It torments you, but in such a fun way. Like, totally. It, it makes interaction with characters where, like, because of who you are, you will go with, like, oh, I just want to go with this character. And they, they're saying, like, pick up a bunch of buckets. And you do it because it's a quest. But when you have the rule in there that going, he does not follow instructions from these people, you don't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. You have to do something else. <laughs> You need to piss this person off. <laughs> it's like my cabbage rule, which I think you incorporated, was every time I murdered someone, I had to leave a cabbage at the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> so if I ran out of cabbages, I couldn't so, murder anyone. So basically, I bought more cabbages. So basically, you made a moniker and like a, a murderous <laughs> symbol. Yeah. Well, now it's after the Rags to Riches YouTube thing where he called his dog cabbage. Oh yeah. Oh. I've got to watch that again. That's a Christmas thing I watch. As a final thing, because you've actually gotten quite far, far through your beer, Morgan. What I would know. You, what would you give this out of five still? Hang, hang on, hang on. Just getting the dregs. Wow. This is history, dude. We're actually seeing Morgan finish Finished, a pint yeah. of beer. Bitter. Jesus. Wow, well done. Mm. It got boring. <laughs> 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 I might as well have been drinking water at the end. Like It wasn't that fun at the end, but... For an ale, for the fact that I don't like ale, for the fact that it was drinkable, I'd give it like a good two and a half. And originally it was three, it's two and a half now because like ciders I can drink and it's it's a nice taste throughout the whole thing. This mm. one kind of like just 
fades. It, the characteristic did change, yeah. I'd, I'd give this still a solid three, but that's because I like that the sweetness remained, even if the bitterness changed mm. throughout the beer. I just had a bunch of gummy snakes, so that sweetness is um, gone. <laughs> 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 Phil? I think, got, I think I'm going to have to change mine. I think I'm going to change it down to a three, to be honest yep. with you. It started off really, really nice. As it continued, I could kind of see myself thinking, I could have one or two overnight, but I'd probably want to change on something else. Mm. Funny enough, it's like a cup of tea that has then gone cold. Yeah. Hmm. There was a sweetness to it that did taste like slightly sugary tea. But ultimately, for a local brew, I completely support it. I there, really there's, enjoyed there's it. There's none left, don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> there's none left in the bottle, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder where that bottle had gone. But yes, uh, so overall, we're going to give it a 2.5 to 3. Um, so thank you very much. This is... Uh, this has been the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. Follow us uh, on Twitter at slackers underscore studio and join our Discord at the link in the show notes. So this is the uh, stupid bit that I'm going to get you guys to do. We will have to say this bottom line at the same time. Oh, okay. Because it's done. Right. Okay. Three, two, one. Don't, Don't let your boss catch you slacking. slacking. Until, Until next time, we've we'll been be your slackers. For the horde! For the horde! For the alliance! No alliance on this show, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Frasley. Sorry, Fred. Actually, no, we're, we'll allow Ed just. Nah. Maybe. Nah. Maybe. We'll see if he comes back next week. Why don't I just keep him in Glasgow? <laughs> sorry, Ed. But wait, there's more! There's more! Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey, Slackers, Ali here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking. Nice to say goodbye. 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 Join me, please. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>